Hey, Grace Covenant. Today we are launching into a new series that we have titled Pressure Points. On the reality of what we're all experiencing with this COVID-19 pandemic, we are discovering some new pressures that we're having to process life with. I know, especially for my family, probably true for your family, and we thought life was a bit challenging, and all of a sudden, like, it's been out of control, and it's brought us into some new experiences that we're having to learn how to navigate together, and it's generating some uh, real pressures in our lives. And, and so, just so you can come into the message with me today, why don't you just type into the chat line what pressures you might be experiencing in your life or your family. Just type it in in the line there. Uh, so we can all engage in the sermon this morning. You know, as we think about this COVID-19 crisis, it's uh, certainly created points of isolation and that we're, you know, we're following the stay-at-home order, which I think is good. We want to be safe, but it has created isolation and separation. There's there's the economic challenges that we're facing with unemployment. Many For many individuals, maybe there's a decrease in their pay. Uh, there's the question of will, will they have employment? Certainly that's created some pressures. There's, uh, there's the pressures that we're dealing with. Uh, maybe not having all the things that we would want as we would go to the grocery store. I know one at one point in this whole pandemic, I went to the grocery store just to get some chicken to grill for my family. I went to three different stores trying to find some chicken, couldn't find any. And not only that, this whole concept of hoarding toilet paper is pretty crazy. I mean, all of that is a part of the reality of, of what we're experiencing right now. And then beyond that, if you have children and you're working from home and the children are at home, now you're trying to do work. Uh, you're trying to help your, your children with this homeschooling educational process. That's created some points of pressure. So this whole pandemic has created some, some new pressures that we're having to process life with. And so we wanted to spend some time just looking into God's Word, trying to discover some areas of, of counsel, direction, and help in relation to these pressures that we're facing. So in this series, we're going to talk about four different pressures. Today, we're going to talk about fear of the unknown and, and the pressure of worry. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about uh, financial pressures and how do we deal with the reality of what some of, some of you are presently navigating. We're going to talk about temptation pressures and that uh, there's points of temptation that are coming at this time because of what we're navigating through. Uh, and then in the final week, we're going to talk about relational tensions. Because um, again, it's great that the kids are home, great that the family's together, hopefully that's given you some really quality time, but it's also, if we're being honest, it's creating a little more pressure in the home. So we're going we're gonna to dig into God's Word and see if we can discover some help, some truth to deal with these pressures, because here's the reality, if we don't properly deal with the pressure that's coming our way, listen, it can wear us down, it can wear us out, it can challenge our faith life, it can challenge our relationships. So Kim, we're going to dig into God's Word to find some answers to some of these pressures. You know, just because we're followers of Jesus Christ doesn't mean that we have like this uh, pressure-free existence. It's, it's not like we get this pressure-free pass on life, uh, nor are we promised like a problem-free free existence. You know, in the reality of living out our faith, we're faced with pressures that can drain us of life. And if, prop, if not properly addressed, these pressures can actually rob us of the fullness of life that Jesus came to bring. It was interesting in John 16, 33, Jesus declared that in this world we, we would have trouble. So we, we should not be surprised by the troubled times that we face. But in the midst of the trouble, we must never forget that Jesus has overcome and he will help us live 
as overcomers. He'll help us not only confront the pressures of life, but I believe that as we lean into God, he can even help us thrive in the midst of the pressures of life. You know, in John 8.32, Jesus said these words, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I think we could actually restate that promise by saying, You shall know the truth, and the truth will help you with the pressures of life. So as we look at God's word and as we apply God's word to our lives and to our present situation, we can find relief and we can discover freedom. If you can think of it like this, what we can find in God's word is what I call pressure relief. There's pressure relief that's found as we dig into what God's word has to say about how we're processing life. Well, a real pressure in this time of pandemic, and we want to focus in on today, is fear. Fear that feeds worry. To be more specific, it's fear of the unknown that stirs, that, that feeds this anxiety within us. You know, worry often gives a small thing a big shadow. Uh, worry has a tendency to take things that uh, maybe are not as bad as they really are, and it seems to um, expand those. It seems to challenge us in, in, in a greater way. And then I think worry is even compounded when we begin to just kind of continue to dwell on the situation that we're navigating through. And certainly that would be true of the situation with COVID-19, this virus. Um, and the more information we get, uh, the more challenged we can become as, as it relates to anxiety. And, uh, and then we have uh, the media and what the media is doing is it's feeding this. You know, oftentimes throughout this process, I, I've wondered... Uh, man, is the uh, the media a greater challenge for us than actually COVID-19? Because if you spend hours connected to the TV, hearing news story after news story, this is what I know, man, you are feeling the pressure of anxiety right now. Uh, and so well, we're having to deal with this fear of the unknown, uncertainty of what tomorrow will hold. And we have questions. I mean, I have questions. You have questions. These are questions that we're all dealing with. That's a part of this fear of the unknown. Uh, there's questions like, how long will this last? I mean, no one knows, but we, we would all like to know. There's questions like, what if I get, what if I get the virus? What if a, a, a loved one gets the virus? Uh, what what would happen then? Or or there's questions like how will this impact impact the economy? Or or what if I lose my job? I mean, there's all of these real questions. And here's what we want: we want answers to these questions, and we don't have the answers to the questions we have. And therefore, it stirs this fear. It feeds this fear within us that becomes a pressure that we have to deal with. You know, here's the reality, folks. Folks, the the, the unknown is scary. Like it threatens today's joy with tomorrow's pain. It whispers words of fear over faith. It steals the peace of the moment and, and it replaces it with stress and with questions. Well, as we struggle with this fear of the unknown and, and fear of what tomorrow holds, I believe that Jesus gives us some great insight, some great direction as to how we can confront this pressure, um, this fear of the unknown. We find these words in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, reading down through the verse 34. I want you to listen to the words that Jesus spoke. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are they, are you not much more valuable than they? 
Who of you, by, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? You see how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that, that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you have little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself each day, has enough trouble of its own. So Jesus begins in this passage of Scripture, um, but basically, basically telling us not to worry. And you may be thinking, well, that's easy for him to say. He's never had to navigate COVID-19. And, and that's true. But this is what Jesus knows. Jesus knows that we have a heavenly Father who loves us outrageously, who is committed to our good and our future. He gives us these two illustrations of, of the birds and the lilies and how, how God cares for them. And he says, hey, you're, you're so much more valuable than the bird or the lily. Man, God's going to take care of you. And then Jesus gives us a bit of rebuke in this passage of Scripture. He says, why do you worry you of little faith? In other words, he, he's asking this question, where's your trust in God? In the midst of navigating the uncertainties, the unknown, where's your trust in God? That's the question Jesus is presenting. Now, as, as we think about this issue of worry, I, I want to clarify that there's a big difference between being concerned and being worried. Being concerned means that you gather accurate information, you take positive steps of action, and, and you wisely move forward. I know in this present pandemic, we formed a, a risk management task force, not because we were worried, but because we were concerned. And we've set strategies and initiatives that's really positioned Grace Covenant to be effective ministry, not only to our church family, but to the community in this time of crisis. What We took positive action. Why? We were concerned. We were not worried that we were concerned. Therefore, we assessed the situation and we took appropriate action. So, so in this Present crisis, I, w I would say you should be concerned. Concerned for yourself, your family. There's some wise steps that you should be taking. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to give in to worry. Being worried means that you dwell on the negative. You expend emotional energy on what you cannot control. And you, and you give the adversary like this foothold uh, to wreck you with fear. Listen, the bottom line is that worry and fear of the unknown brings nothing positive for our lives. It actually works for our harm, not for our good. And, and so today, out of this text, I, I want to give you like four strategies to confront this, uh, this pressure of worry. But before I do, I want to invite Pastor Stan to join me in this conversation. Because I want to get his input uh, as to he, as to how he and Cammie are navigating this present reality and the pressure that it's creating. So, Pastor Stan, thanks for joining me today. Uh, first, are you and Cammie experiencing some pressure? Yeah, we're experiencing a variety of pressure. I think one of the one of the biggest pressures is with having so much time at home, keeping my face out of the refrigerator. Yeah. It would be really easy with so much spare time to kind of console ourselves with all of our favorite comfort food, but we're trying not to do that. But... Uh, I think in reality, yeah, there are some very real um, uh, pressures that we feel. One is as a leader, 
uh, knowing how to lead well in this time. We're mm-hmm. responsible for a large group of people that we love and appreciate, and so we want to do what's best for them. Um, I think for us, we uh, Cami is, is self-employed, so we uh, we've asked the question: How might this um, affect what she does? So there's there's a pressure there, uh, and as we think about our children, you know, our our, our oldest son is, is a business owner, and so it's had some effect on his business. So there's a pressure as a parent to want to make sure that they're cared for, that they're taken care of. Our younger son's in a new career, uh, and he was one of the last hired. And so we worry about, and I said it, worry. There's a pressure uh, that um, will he be okay? So, yeah, there's a reality of pressures that we feel. Yeah, and I think it's important. I went with the congregation to know that that there's pressures. Just because we're pastors doesn't mean like we're we we don't have the pressure. No, there's real pressures that we're navigating, just like uh, the folks that we're leading is navigating. Yeah. So, so we talked about how there's a difference between being concerned and and being worried. We don't want to be worried. We want to we want to be though concerned. So, out of concern, what are a couple steps of action, kind of proactive steps that Cam and yourself have taken to deal with some of these pressures? Well, it's interesting. Just as the pandemic was becoming real, you know, we were this, oh, this is this is a real thing. I had the opportunity to talk to a, a medical professional and I asked him, I said, what are your thoughts? How are you approaching uh, this pandemic as a medical professional? And he said, I am conservatively concerned. And I thought, Okay, that makes sense. And he began to explain, and I thought, this man has a healthy concern for what's going on. Um, I confess that initially when it began, we were at peace. And then as we began to allow ourselves to be overwhelmed with so many news reports, that's when anxiety set in, and then we began to worry. But thankfully... We pulled back and we said, we're going to have a healthy concern. We're not going to worry because we remember what Jesus said. And you've referred to this. Jesus said, don't worry about your life. And he goes on to say it absolutely adds no value, no value whatsoever. And so when we think about that, um, if I look back at past experiences, when I've allowed myself to worry, um, it has added no benefit whatsoever. I began to ask a lot of what if questions that I have. No way of being able to answer. And so in the midst of that, if, if I, if I um, concentrate on those what-if questions, I'm headed down a wrong path. So we've made the choice that we're going to be concerned, and I think it's okay to be concerned, but we're going to do what Jesus said. We're not going to worry. He's got our life in his control. Paul goes on to say, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And so that's really how we've tried to approach this situation. Awesome. Yeah, because I think what we would want to encourage the congregants to is we should be concerned. You know, we, we should be taking um, positive steps of action mm-hmm. to keep our families safe, thinking forward, planning. I think all of that is wise. But yeah. again, we don't want to give in to that right. worry that just drains us of emotional mm-hmm. en- energy. Well, if you were to give the Grace Covenant folks like one point of advice concerning uh, how do we confront this pressure of worry, what would your point of advice be? Well, I would say we have to uh, keep our focus in the right place, and that's our focus is on God. Right. Um, there is a lot of information that's coming out, and I don't think most of us have the ability to decipher that, even in our best attempts, uh, because it's all conflicting messages. And so uh, instead of conf- uh, concentrating on the news and trying to decipher it, we have to focus on God. 
And we recall his faithfulness to us in the past. And we remember that he has been faithful. The word tells us that his mercies are new every morning. He's going to continue to be faithful. So we don't have to worry because God's already got it under control. And so when we can, we can, when we can center ourselves, we can focus ourselves heavenward and let that be where we receive all of the information, all of the discernment, then I think we're in a good place. Yeah. Uh, what a great point of advice. The only thing I would add to that is we have to consistently do that daily. Daily, yes. It's not just like, okay, we're going to do this one time. No, it's cons- it's consistently keeping our focus on God. Yeah, you can't just do it on Monday morning and think that'll get you through the week right. because every day confronts us with something new. Yeah, it's really coming to that, that 24-7 dependency right. of keeping our focus on God. Well, thank you, Stan, for your insight. Thanks for joining us sure, thank here today. You. Thank you. Well, as I wrap this up, I want to leave you with four strategies as to how I believe we can effectively confront the pressure of worry. The first is this, choose not to worry about what you can't control. Now, there's so much within this pandemic that's outside of your control. And when you worry about what's outside of your control, uh, well, it just drains you of emotional energy. Uh, it stirs anxiety within you, and it can even challenge your faith. So choose, choose not to worry about what you can't control. As we think about things that you can't control in the midst of this virus, I mean, there's just several things that come to my mind. It's like uh, you can't control COVID-19. You can't, I can't, man, if I could, I'd snap my fingers, this whole thing would be over. But you can't control that. I can't control that. What I can control is how I interact, social distancing, making sure I'm taking care of my family. That's what I can control. But COVID-19, I can't control it. So why spend energy uh, worrying about that? Or maybe it's um, the, the economy. Listen, your worry about the economy is not going to change the outcome. Now, I hope there's a quick turnaround in the economy, just like you. But but what's happening in the economy, maybe with your retirement account, is outside of your control. So don't expend a lot of energy worrying about what what you can't control. One of the big uh, worries for me in this is like, when are we going to be able to come back together and worship as a church family? And I, I realized that I was worrying about something that was totally out of my control, and I redirected my energy into, like, how can we best serve uh, as a church in this time and in this season? But, but my first encouragement to you is, is don't worry about what you can't control. In Matthew 6.25, Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or, or what you'll drink. And Jesus is not saying here that we shouldn't um, make provisions, but what he is saying is that we should trust him and not worry about what, what, what we can't control. Now, folks, here's the truth. We cannot control what's happening around us, but we can control what we choose to think about, what we choose to dwell on. So I encourage you, set your focus, as Pastor Stan was saying, on, on the things that are healthy, the things that, that, that are building. Instead of worrying about what we can change, we need to pray and trust God with the things that's out of our control. Here's a second strategy. Consistently remind yourself that God is in control and he's working for your good. Like when it seems like life is out of control, Man, you need to remind yourself that, that God is in control. You know, even when life is tough and we're facing difficult circumstances, listen, God is good, and he's always working for our good. God can even bring good out of the bad situations. 
And I've seen numerous illustrations of that throughout this COVID-19 crisis. I've seen God at work in our church, through our church, in the community. God bringing good out of the bad. So consistently remind yourself, when this whole thing seems to be out of control, remind yourself that God's in control. And that he's working for your good. I love what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. He says, and we know that in all things, not some things, but all things. Listen, that, in, that includes COVID-19. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And then in Isaiah 43, 1, the scripture says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you, and I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And, and when you pass through the rivers, they'll not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Listen, this does not mean that we have a pressure-free life. But what it does mean is that in it all and through it all, God is in control and he's working for her good. And listen, you need to consistently remind yourself of that. Of, of God's at work in your life and in this situation. Here's a third strategy to confront the pressure of worry. Confront the negative with the positive truth of God's word. Notice again what Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 31 and 32. He says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. In other words, Jesus is saying here, he's reminding us that God is good and he's working for our good. And that's what the Bible declares. See, within our, within our present reality, there's plenty of negative stuff that we could focus on. Uh, we could focus on the danger of COVID-19. We could focus on the economic reports. Uh, we could focus on um, it, the endless hours we spend watching news. And I'm telling you, if you're spending more time watching news than you, than you, in, uh, than you are in God's word, then you are feeding this thing called worry in your life. You're building into that pressure. Listen, what we have to do is we have to replace the negative with the positive. So we're going to confront the negative with the positive truth of God's word. We want to remind ourselves of, of points of Scripture and, and, and truths of God's Word, like Philippians 4.19 that says, My God will supply all your needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus. Or, or I love the Scripture in Hebrews 13.5 that says, God will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Or Psalm 23.1 is a great promise. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not be in want. That's the positive that we want to feed into our mind because worry happens where? It happens in our minds. So we're going to feed the positive, we're going to get rid of the negative, and we're going to feed on the positive truth of God's Word. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, talks about how we should take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And what I understand that Scripture saying is when the negative comes, we don't allow it to settle into our mind. We take that captive and we confront it with the truth of God's Word. And that's one of the great ways that we can deal with, we can con confront this fear of the unknown. And that leads us, I believe, right into our final strategy in confronting the pressure of the fear of the unknown. And it's this, let your faith be bigger than your fear. In Matthew 6, verse 33, Jesus said, but seek ye first. 
his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Notice Jesus doesn't say like seek second, seek third or seek whenever it's convenient. He says seek first. And this is what I know. If you seek Jesus first, if you set him as the priority of your life, then your faith is going to be bigger than your fear. And your faith is going to enable you to confront the fear that comes knocking at the door in your mind. So we want Jesus to be the priority. We want to to let our faith be bigger than our fear. You know, in times of the unknown, we can choose to worry or we can choose to worship. We can choose to magnify the problem or we can choose to magnify Jesus in the problem. We can choose to stew or we can choose to do. And really, it's a choice that you make. You know, rather than focusing on the bad things that's happening or the bad that could happen, I, I encourage you to engage in worship. Worship of the God who's able to bring good out of the bad. Rather than filling your mind with the negative, I, I encourage you to fill your mind with the truths of God's word, the truths of God's promises for your life. Rather than sitting around stewing over the potential negative possibilities, I encourage you to get up, get out, and serve somebody. Do something for someone else. Find some way to be a help, a blessing, and encouragement to others. So let your faith be bigger than your fear. I I want to leave you with this one last verse where God says this, that he will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. You know, as we're navigating uncertain times and confronted with the fear of the unknown, I encourage you to always go back to what you know. When you're in a place where you don't know, listen, always go back to what you know. What do we know? This is what we know. God is good. He's always good. He's always working for our good. What do we know? God is love. He loves us outrageously. Like He is a good, good father looking out for our good, looking out for our future. We also know that God is faithful. He's faithful to the promises of his word. So when you're in that place of unknown, go back to what you know. Anchor yourself to the truth of God's word. So in this time of unknowns, we don't want to be overwhelmed with worry. Listen, we can face this crisis with confidence. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but this is what we do know. We do know the one who holds tomorrow. And it's in him that we place our confidence. And in that, friends, we can confront this pressure, this fear of the unknown. At this time, I I just want to pray for you because, again, I know myself, I've had to deal with this. It's probably right where you're at as well. So can I pray with you concerning this, this specific pressure, this fear of the unknown? God, I thank you today that you are good that you are in control, and that you're working for our good. That's what I know, because that's what your word says. And you're faithful to the promise of your word. Lord, what I know is COVID-19 is going to pass, but your word will stand forever. And so, Lord, today I pray for my friends who are dealing with this pressure, Lord, even as I've been dealing with having to confront the worry, wanting to be concerned, but not giving in to worry. Lord, for those who may be in that place where they're anxious, where this fear of the unknown uncertainty has just rattled them, unsettled them, challenged them. God, I ask that you would bring your peace to them. Lord, I pray that they would be able to take the very simple strategy we talked about today, that they would be able to put it to work in their lives and in that to discover your peace in the midst of this present reality that we're navigating through. God, we thank you today 
that you bring a peace that passes understanding, that will guard our hearts and minds. And so, Lord, we just receive that today. And, Lord, I pray your peace for everyone watching this, this day. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.